Hello, everybody, and welcome to First Due to Success live again here on Instagram. Uh, here in about uh, four minutes or so, we're going to have Lieutenant Kenny Mitchell joining us. Um, and, you know, like earlier, we uh, discussed um, uh, on this series, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, burnout and first responders, you know, fire, EMS, law enforcement, um, healthcare as a whole. And, um, you know, we're going to really touch base on the signs and symptoms of burnout, fatigue, and so on. Um, so this is our second live, um, and we're going to try to make this also a podcast series. We were unable to dual record because of an, I had an echo and stuff, but um, hopefully there's a way. I, I kind of did some research, and we can try to save this and uh, put this on the podcast series as well. Uh, so we're getting some people joining in here. Ben, how's it going, my man? Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy down there. Uh, I see you uh, pushing the med unit the other day. I think, where did I see that? On Snapchat or, yeah, maybe Snapchat. I think he snapped me. Spending some time in the med unit. Um, but yeah, so uh, here in a few minutes, we'll have Lieutenant Mitchell come on. And we're really going to be hitting, you know, signs of burnout. Um, and this is something I have recently become, I don't want to say passionate about, but... Um, some may use the term vic victimized, um, especially in EMS. Um, and I would say over like the last month or so, I've been really having a lot of signs and symptoms of burnout and have made me make decisions in different career paths and so on. Now, uh, full disclaimer, before we jump into this, you know, I am not at a department that runs 10,000 calls a year by any means. Um, you know, I, I work um, essentially full-time at one place, permanent part-time at another. And, um, you know, just between the, you know, 48 hours that we're, we're running, um, you, you can have fatigue. And, and it's not just running calls. Um, you know, it could just be on-station stuff, your day-to-day -day stuff you have going on. Um, but we're really going to dive into that. And like I said, we're really going to be hitting on the signs and symptoms of burnout and fatigue. Um we probably all have experienced it at some point. So um, I think this is going to be a good conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. Me and Kenny have been talking a lot today and throughout the, the week or so leading up to this. And it'll be a really good discussion. And by all means, you know, if you're coming in, you know, chime in, ask questions, give give opinions, give recommendations. You know, we, we can all learn from each other. And that's the whole point of this series. And, you know, my podcast and my platform is for an opportunity for us to all lead. We're all leaders and, you know, we've had that conversation and we can go down that road. But like I said, we're really going to be hitting burnout, fatigue, the mental health of it, the physical health of it. And it's going to be an awesome conversation. I think it's going to help out a lot. Um, just sharing experiences and, and failures. So um, here in the next minute, I believe, Kenny's going to be joining us. And I got to remember how to do that. Ben, doing what I can. You got to... You got to do the med time, man. You got to be in the med unit. It's not fun. Hate it. Um, but is what it is. Uh, not sure if you didn't get the news, but I'm not at that one place anymore. I think I told you I took the uh, full-time fire gig uh, over there in the other county. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm just living my best life over there, to be quite honest. No more 20-some hours consecutive in an in a ambulance, which is amazing. All right, let's see how this... I gotta remember how this works. We did it once, but... 
I don't know. Oh, there it is. That's how we do it. There's that. I think. Was it as easy as that? Maybe. Ah, there it is. All right. How does this work? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it throws me off every time. Man, it, hey, you can go live. Yeah, what's up with all that stuff, man? They 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 blocking you? You been you canceled? I don't have any idea. I uh, went to do an IG several hours ago, and it, I was having some problems. So we'll have to figure it out. I, I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about negativity. I don't talk about yeah. uh, nothing. So who, who knows, man? Who knows? You told me that you you were having issues, and I I thought the same. I'm like, man, it's not like his his stuff's like crazy or like radical or anything like that. I don't know why they would like block it or anything, but it's hard no. to say. I don't know. Either. I don't know. What's been going on? You got a haircut. Uh, I got a ball cut, man. You see that? Nice. Nice. 30. I got to keep, I get, look, I'm 30 and, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of stress. I, I haven't got rid of the grays in there. Got, I haven't got them no more. Well, good. The, uh, the topic tonight of, um, of fatigue and burnout will we'll go right along with our, our graying hair and everything else. So, oh, hey, well, that... so last time we were on here, I, uh, I didn't have the surgery, did I? What's that? Last time I was on, I didn't have the um the shoulder surgery yet, had I? No, that was that was pre your your shoulder surgery. How's how's that coming along? Uh, man, oh. it's, it's coming, man. It's um, it's uh, it's a pain in the ass, but you know, I got physical therapy a couple of days a week. Um, the hardest part for me has been I haven't been able to be real physical. Like, mm -hmm. I mean. I can't run yet. I can't jog yet. I can't hit anything yet. And it's kind of weird, man. You know, you, you can't, not that I'm, you know, super fit man anyway, but I do PT daily and do things and I haven't been able to do shit except for walk, um, you know, do some lower body stuff. Like, you know, people always tell you, man, if you, if, if your, if your left arms hurt, do some right arm stuff. If your, if your arms are hurt, do some, some legs, but, doing some squats and anything hurts my whole entire body. But to answer your question is healing. Well, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Um, it needed to be done and, uh, I'm excited about it. So I'm excited to get it over with. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing well and you're healing well. Uh, uh, we did, uh, for PT today was, uh, would not have been your strong suit. It was uh, shoulders and arms today. So, um, I was, I was actually thinking about you if I was in the gym, you know, I was like, you know, doing shoulder exercises and I'm like, you know, I wonder how, how the recovery is going. I know we've been in touch and, you know, been keeping in contact with each other. Uh, I tried to talk to you up until your surgery. And then afterwards I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to like text them or call them and didn't know if you were all drugged up or not. No, I mean, I've done pretty good besides, um, besides the first two or three days, I didn't really need anything. Cause, um, I, I took all, Jason Redman's advice and decided to have no bad days. No bad. <laughs> but I was telling us the other day, man, it's kind of funny. You know, I find myself in physical therapy and I'm wearing a no bad days hat. And some people look at you strange. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they don't understand the philosophy behind it, the mindset behind it, the, the positivity behind it. And I've had so many people ask me, man, you're in here with a sling. You're in here with a damn uh, no use of your arm. Other folks are in there are even worse, worse. And like, and you, you don't have any bad days, but you're trying to, you know, trying to tell them that the, the mindset behind it and perspective with this kind of stuff. So who we got on here? We got my man. Yes. Okay. My man Rick's on here. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, as a matter of fact, you got something um in the mail. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't get me wrong. Nice cup. Okay. I like it. But I got yours right here. Right. Ah. Right here it is. Yeah. Um, it actually isn't a cup. It's just a sticker. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a coffee mug from um, uh, Pale Horse. Uh, coffee shop but i put jason redmond sticker on there buddy so i can remind myself daily but well, it, looks, um, it looks like it's professionally done from here yeah baby all about all about <laughs> but <laughs> look on that side <laughs> but it's a good sticker man and um i, I love i love the no bad days philosophy i love the mindset that, that that lieutenant redmond rolls with it goes a long ways dude when you're going through your day and, and you're having something go down it really puts things into perspective when you think of it that way um, yeah. and that's why tonight's a good topic man because i reached out to you and you and i were talking i've i get a lot of questions sent to me at operation yellow tape on fatigue and on burnout um, mm -hmm. i'm talking guys from from your age uh, to my age guys with 20 years like myself 10, 12, 13 years like you brand new folks i mean i've got six month people reaching out saying i'm done I'm done. Yeah. Um, and that says something. Um, and, I, and I've always said, and you and I both, when we first did our first podcast over together, uh, if we can reach some of these, and I know you're 12 years into your career, but if we can reach some of these folks brand new in the academy and tell them what to expect, you know, you're going to have all nighters. Um, you're going to be up all night sometimes, and then you're going to go home to a family. And then, you, so mm -hmm. this is a really great topic, I feel. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Right before you signed on, I kind of, I kind of got a little carried away. I, you know, uh, up until recently, you know, when I was, I was telling you, you know, the hours we're spending in med units, 20, 22 hours, like consecutive in these, in these ambulances. Yeah. Um, granted, that's what it was. It was full-time EMS. Um, I had, I would almost call like bursts of burnout here and there. Um, but since working there and I don't, I don't think it's like legally I can name the company. Um, <laughs> Well, we'll just say the ambulance company, because uh, I technically still work there. But uh, ever since living that and experiencing that, I think that's what pushed me over the edge in my burnout, you know, and I kind of, we were talking about it a little bit before you came on, you know, I was just, I didn't want to be there. I was pissed off 24 seven, even when I wasn't there, you know, I worked 48 hours a week there, just knowing that in three days, that's what I had to go do. Yeah. And I found myself taking it out on my friends, um, you know, my girlfriend, my kids, you know, and it's not, it's not fair to them, you know, and it's not fair to anybody, but it was the, just, I had more of the anger and rage in my burnout than yeah. say anything else. Yeah. You know, I, a couple of days ago, a guy um, that I work with, he sent me a message and he's like, man, just getting off, getting home finally after 57 hours, 57 hours. Now in my department here, like, you know, um, we got 362,000 people, uh, 22 plus stations, um, 446 square miles of coverage. And last year we pushed 48,000 calls. Um, this year we're going to hit 50,000. I guarantee it because uh, we're running 140 um, a shift right now in 24 hours. And, I, and we're 24 on 48 off. Uh, yesterday we had uh, four working fires within a two hour period. It's just a busy, busy community, a busy, busy department. 
And a lot of people work 24 hours, then they work an overtime, and then they work some trade time, then they work you know, yeah. some teaching time. But you talk about 50, 57 hours, man, being away from home is a long damn time to come home and then go right back to it. But, you know, tonight, you know, we'll talk about, like you just said, some signs and some symptoms and then some solutions. And kind of like you, uh, my burnout kind of started, what year are you on? 12, right? Uh, collectively like 11, 10, 11, yeah. I'll be honest, man. When I was in Virginia Beach Fire, we didn't have ambulances there. There were no, um, there were no transports. You pretty much rolled up, did what you had to do, and people were transported by the volunteers or the paid ambulance folks. I didn't have much burnout then. Now, that, of course, was 15 years ago. I was younger. But there's something to be said for those ambulances. Because then I got here to the county, buddy, this place is high producing EMS and I think a lot to do with it is being up on these ambulances, getting tired, um, not coming to work ready, being dehydrated, being tired, maybe drinking night before. And we got to do a better job. I say we, me, you, the fire service, the men and women, knowing what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing worse than when we hire somebody. It takes them 18 months. I got to be careful with my arms because I got one good arm. I'm about, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to be very careful it's you hire folks and it takes them 18 months to get to the qualified to be a driver. And then they want to quit because of how tired, tiring it is being on the medics. They have to know what they're getting into. You know, you, mm. you have to know that the fire service is no longer running just fire calls. Yeah. As you know, man, you're running suicides, you're running heart attacks. You're you may go from a full arrest of a, of a, of a, a child and your next call is a guy whose back's been hurting since Tuesday of last week. So yeah. that's what kind of burns your brain out, but we've got to somehow tap into some folks early in their careers and let them know this is what you're going to experience. You know, this is, this is what you're going to have becoming a firefighter. It's a great job. It's a great profession, but put some wealth in your mental health and be prepared for, for some of this, what we call burnout and fatigue. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting, I tell you, Brandon, man, I'm getting, I don't know, 10, 15 emails a week asking me about how their mental health is deteriorating because they're so damn tired and, mm -hmm. and they don't know, don't know what to do. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor, but I'm like you. I'm in the, I'm in the trenches and I can tell you what just worked for me and what didn't. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a rat race sometimes, as you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I hit this point in my burnout. And, and like I said, like, before you came on, you know, I'm not on a department that runs thousands of calls a year. I think maybe between all of my places, I run maybe a little over a thousand calls. Uh, you know, that's all of them. But, you know, burnout doesn't necessarily have to be running 80,000 calls a year. You know, we're talking, it can go into your personal life. It can go into your roles and responsibilities. And then, don't take this the wrong way, but God help you, you get a promotion and now you're in an officer's role. Now you have not just your responsibilities, but a whole shift and a whole crew's responsibilities. And I, my biggest, and I know we've had this discussion. My biggest problem is I'm always kind of like a yes man. I'll take on any task, anything. I want to be that go-to person like we've talked about in other podcasts and stuff. And I'm essentially setting myself up or, you know, if you're the same way, for your own burnout and your own fatigue. Yeah. But you, 
pushing yourself to be that go-to guy. And then before you know it, you're coming home angry. You're pissed off at the world. You don't really have a solution because you still have goals to reach and tasks to do. And it's, right. it's a mess. And, and here's the problem with that is like you just said, um, you're a, you're a yes guy, meaning you like to take on more responsibility. Well, guess what? You also take it on in your personal life too. So when the girlfriend or, or folks, husband asks, let's do this, let's do that. Let's do this. Let's fix this. Let's fix that. Let's go here. You say, yes, 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 yes. So you're yes. yes all day long for 24 hours. And then once you get off at, you know, 8 a.m., which by the time you get out of the station, if you're like me, you run your mouth for an hour, you take a shower for 40 minutes, you drink a cup of coffee, you know how long did I get. I leave the station sometimes. I would leave at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. You get home, and that whole yes continues again. Man, mm -hmm. I just think we are trained so well, and I'm not, it's nothing I've made up. You know, we're trained so well to do this job. We're trained so well to be firemen, to, to be paramedics, to be EMTBs. But we're not trained too good to deal with, with some of the stuff that comes with it. Um, but I, th I think we're turning the corner there. I'll probably retire before you, you see some real change with fatigue, um, uh, compassion fatigue, uh, burnout, mental health. Um, but you'll see a lot of really positive change. Um, in your career. I mean, we're doing it here. We, we have a peer support team. We have a whole committee set up for fatigue here. Um, I think we're waiting on some of the results from it, but most, some departments like mine is trying to be proactive. They see what's going on that they know, um, but we got to do a better job of first off educating the new recruit on what they're going to experience, what they're going to see and do and hear and smell and, and, and be a part of, and also how EMS heavy it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And then how to recognize signs when you're having them. And then also, man, the word no is powerful. I think you and I talked about before saying no at work, saying no for your personal life. You know, I'm almost 20 years in. Well, I'm on my 19th year. Um, I'm saying no a little more than ever um, yeah. to different things. But it, it's all on what you're going to do in your career. You know, do you want to how far do you want to advance, you know? Or do you not want to advance? You just want to be a solid jump seat. Some some of the most, dude, you don't have to be an officer. We don't, we don't talk about it. You don't have to be an officer to, to, to be the leader, you know? Yeah. Some of the most experienced, educated, badass people I've ever met in my life never took the promotional test, you know, mm -hmm. never took it. But we're off topic with that, man. But, you know, I had some of the same symptoms that you did. Um Mine would be a little bit of uh, my personal, as you know, from my story, my personal life um, affected me off the job um, more than anything. When Jessica died, um, that was a crush for eight years before joining the Overcome Army and getting off the X. Um, that crushed me. So I was constantly in a bad mood, plus fatigue, plus not sleeping well, affect my mental health. Um, so my personal life has played a lot my personal life has played a stronger effect than seeing the, the gore. And believe me, I've seen, like you, I have seen some stuff, man. I mean, we also got to do a better job of teaching some of these people what they're going to actually see. I've had, we've had people quit not long after taking the job because of what they've seen. I mean, what do you think you're going to see? You're becoming a firefighter, you know? I mean, what do you think this job is about? Sometimes people act like, I didn't know I was going to do that or see that. What do you mean? 
So I don't know. We just have to do a better job, I feel, of, of educating people on some of the signs and symptoms and how to how – because to, you can't have a healthy, long career and do this job. You can't. No, yeah. Well, you know, with that, you, you get people that have that – I call it the, the Chicago fire mentality. You know, they see the stuff on TV, and they think that's what it is. Everything's – you know, works almost perfectly. It's the glory of the job. It's, you know, all that stuff. You don't – I don't think a lot of the public or, you know, the cadets or probationary guys that are coming in don't realize that whether you're at a vacation station or, you know, you're at a house that runs, you know, 20,000 calls, you're going to have sleepless nights. Like you said, you're yeah. going to get burnt out. You're going to at some point run your ass off. Everyone has those days. You know, for us, if we run a shift where we run like 10 or 12 calls in a 24 hour period, our guys are like, what the hell's happening here? You know? Yeah. You run one or two. And he like said, we have a, uh, we're starting to get some new guys coming in and getting hired, which is great because, you know, of our staffing issues we've been facing, but it's kind of the same theory. They, I don't think they really understand what they're coming into. And I think, you know, we could do better um, at teaching. Uh, but it's like kind of that gray area of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but we get a new guy and it's pretty much, Hey, forget everything you've learned over there. We're going to teach you the real world. And I agree and disagree with that concept. Um, yeah. I like to say we're going to teach you reality. And a part of that reality is be ready to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning because grandma decided to get up and put her slippers on and slid out of bed. And now yeah. you're going to go sit there for an hour, two hours, and talking to her and reassuring her. And then when you come back, you're going to just lay down. And then guess what? Grandma fell down again. So there you go. You know what I'm saying? I, and that's the, the reality of it. I talk about the burnout and the fatigue that it's not really discussed that people aren't prepped for that. Right. And I tell you, you know, burnout and fatigue for me also, it didn't also, or it doesn't also mean being up all night. I'll be honest with you. Some burnout for me was when a previous podcast you and I did, you know, over 19 years of seeing folks living in poverty, you know, seeing these yeah. In these children who I've seen who are living in cars, seeing mm -hmm. people, seeing people who are living in hotel rooms, seeing people who are sick. I mean, running calls where the mother has overdosed in the living room, the dad's drunk on the couch, and the kid's six years old. Sometimes seeing that over and over and over and over, just the the poverty and the pain of your community burns you out. You know, yeah. passion fatigue, burnout, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's not always the upside down vehicles. It's not always the the, the fatal fires and the, and the and the frequent callers. Sometimes it's just seeing people in your community that are down and out, and you can't do nothing to help them. That that yeah. will that will burn you out too. Um, a little bit of a change of subject. You know, I'm on my 19th year, but I'm seeing, you know, it's younger and younger people joining the the fire service and police department, and they've never been. They've never been put through the ringer with sleep deprivation. You know, we, we've had folks come to the job who, you know, they, it's just different, different folks nowadays. You're much younger and they've slept and they've stayed at home longer. They've always had somebody wake them up. They've had an alarm clock or just left. Yeah. Top. You know, this job, it is un like you just described it. One o'clock, come back. Two thirty, come back. Yeah. And man, we got a station here, station one. Sometimes they can turn out 21 calls in 24 hours. Now, they're close to the hospital, but still, Station 1 here can – I mean, I know the captain there, Captain uh, 
Captain Ware, he, they have run 21 plus calls in one, <clears throat> one shift. Yeah. 24 hours. You know, and that's kind of like what, you know, me and my partner, when we were working full time on the EMS side, what we were experiencing, we knew we were coming in. And, you know, this is where you get in that discussion of the 911 EMS, private EMS lifestyle, um, which I, Kenny, I, I prayed when I first got my EMT that I would never have this conversation because I always said I would never do private EMS. And then here I am four years later doing private EMS. Um, but, you know, I used to, I used to give the guys shit all the time. They would come in on their C shift and they're dragging ass. They're tired. They're, they're mean. They don't want to do anything. And you know what I mean? They just, they do the bare minimum, check off their first out truck and they hit the bunks and you don't see them for like six, eight hours. And I would always give them so much shit. Like, dude, quit, you know, you're being a, you know, get, you're fine. What'd you do? You did a whole bunch of inner facility stuff. Who cares? Come on out. Right. I went and, and once I realized, I'm like, okay, I know I have a trip at 7 o'clock in the morning as soon as I walk in there. And I'm not getting back from 7 a.m. on, like, Friday morning. And I'm not getting back into our station till, um, like, Saturday at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's... And, and you, you, we got people commenting, man, you know, somebody's run... Uh, somebody ran 14 calls just last night. Somebody's run... A, Ben says 14. The guy before that said, I think he said uh, Manny or something. So they've run 14, 16 calls in a shift. I mean, that's nothing unusual. That's a lot of damn runs. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. In, in Chesterfield here, yeah, you can you can go lay down if you're tired and if you want. But mm -hmm. the expectation here is you, you come to work rested and ready and – um, yeah, you can go lay down, take a nap if you're tired or you're not feeling good. You got a new baby or something. But for the most part, you make your rack here um, at 7.30 p.m. So when you come in at 8 a.m., the day starts. You know, pretty much 8 to 5 is uh, community stuff, running calls, finding somewhere to PT, getting meals, uh, group home inspections, you know, running calls, do whatever you have to do. But, you know, I know other departments around us, you know, some of those folks come in. And they can go right to their bunk. Not here. That isn't an ex <laughs> it. It's not part of our culture to come in and just go right to bed. Um, and but it, it, it's it's company officer and 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 you know senior firefighter discretion. If somebody's got a brand new baby and they they're tired that day, yeah, man, go lay down. We don't make people stay awake, but it, it's it's definitely a hey. Remember, uh, hydrate and bring yourself to work. Um, ready to work and ready to um, you're not going to sleep all day. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever, besides when Carly was born, you know, 16 years ago, have I ever, I've always been pretty good at coming in um, well rested. And I, I know I hit it pretty well too. I'm not going to lie. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I hit it from a couple people pretty well, how tired I was or, or different things affected me. So we all, we all hide that kind of stuff, but you know, I made some notes like you did, you know, I don't even, even look at it, man. Burnout causes sleep issues. It causes aggravation. It causes anger outbursts. It causes um, low testosterone, man. It causes high blood pressure. It causes all these things. I tell everybody, too, when I talk to them on my Operation Yellow Tape, do yourself a favor. If your department doesn't give you a physical like ours does, we get a physical every year. Every, every, every May 31st, I go get a physical. Well, some departments don't have that. 
you know, go get a physical. See, see if it's fatigue or if it's low testosterone. See if it's fatigue or if it's high blood pressure. Is it fatigue or is your A1C through the roof? You know, mm-hmm. a, a physical will tell you a lot of things going on um, about your body because some of those, as we know, some of those things mirror depression. Um, I think you and I talked about it. I had a guy who was messaging me on uh, Operation Yellow Tape, and he's like, man, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm so down. I can't help it. I'm going to blow. You know, I told the guy, go get a physical, man. He went to get a physical. His testosterone was like 90, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's supposed to be between a 300 and 1,000 for, for his age. He got on some kind of a medication. He's doing great. He thought he was, he thought he was depressed, but another guy worked in Chicago, 15 calls a day. And like you said, you don't have to run calls to, to be fatigued because like it or not, you're 300 seconds away from running a call, being in the worst call of your life. You're five minutes away from being in a bad call or a good call. But I think all day long, you're kind of just waiting. And mm-hmm. to, for me, you kind of feel yourself kind of coming down as your shift starts to end. But I do think a lot of men and women, their vitals stay pretty high all day long. Just anticipate, yeah. excited, ready to go. Maybe some are nervous. I don't know. Um, but I do think that we, our vitals are up. And I can't remember the study that I read, but I read a, a study one time where they put some vitals vests on some guys in California and took their vitals as they were coming to work. 24 hours before as they were getting off and everybody's vitals ran extremely high uh, during their shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, looking here. So, uh, faces of heroes. Uh, I mean, you know who he is there, Brad down there uh, Oh yeah. Greg on uh, a podcast uh, has a really good question here. Uh, how do you control the emotions when a fellow firefighter is injured or worse, the emotional factor that could play on your mind while working? Um, and then Ben kind of touched on the, the inner circle. And I know we discussed that a lot in our last live, um, and relating that to like burnout and fatigue. Um, we've been very fortunate at all my places. We have not had any loss of life within the department, uh, like line of duty. Um, we have not had any serious injury. We've had injuries, um, but nothing, you know, major, um, and I guess I can, I, I kind of have some personal experience on that. Um, <clears throat> it's not really a story I really share too much um, because I still, still to this day, get that fear of the weakness and the, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But this years and years ago, um, I was kind of fresh on the department I was on now. Um, it was a busy night. We had a mutual aid residential fire with the city. Uh, we went and did that. Uh, of course, I was on the med unit for it, but we got back. Um, no sooner we got back in the station, our fire phone rang, the bell went off, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, it was like it came in as a smoke investigation. Uh, so we jumped in our rescue engine and we head down there. And um, I'll never forget me and I think it was he was a assistant chief or cap that time. I can't remember. We're riding in the back and we pull up and we got smoke coming from a house. Uh, real lazy smoke, just kind of just lazy just sat there wasn't really pushing from anywhere and uh, long story short uh, we did a first floor search kind of figured it to be a basement fire so progression of the fire goes on um, and uh, we decided we were going to ladder it had like a back porch roof so we laddered that 
and uh, there was some sort of explosion at that time. Uh, I was about halfway to three quarters up the ladder. And I'll be honest, uh, the next thing I remember is I'm face down in the snow. Oh, wow. I got like five people, 10 people around me. And now to kind of relate that into that question, um, I will never forget what the, the engineer, the driver said. He goes, you know, I, I went to the hospital, got evaluated. I had uh, uh, some torn ligaments in my knee. Nothing crazy, just off for a little bit. And uh, I will never forget the words he said was going back in that engine with one less person than I arrived with mm. was that he said the most emptiest feeling he's ever had in his career. Yeah. So to relate, yeah. that, I haven't had to experience it. I hope I never do. Just like, you know, all of us, we hope we don't. Um, but I cannot even begin to relate or understand that, that empty feeling of like, you know, it was, it turned into like a four alarm fire. Um, you know, it was old house. There was multiple additions into it. Uh, we ended up losing a good portion of it. They ended up just tearing it down. But, um, you know, the, he said that he was just so angry, you know, and he's run, he's just running the pump. Yeah. You know, it's, I couldn't imagine anything like that. Um, and, and what did, what did you say that um, Brad's question was? His question. Oh. You just, just answered um because because here in chesterfield we have had line of duties mm -hmm. um, we had a i'm not gonna go into any of the the backstory but we had a recruit a couple of last year um passed away during recruit school um nothing not at a fire or anything but you know i think brad's question was how do you what was it how do you it was. Won't let, mine won't let me scroll. Yeah, mine. It says, uh, how do you control the emotions when a fellow firefighter is injured or worse? The emotional factor that could play on your mind while working. Um, I guess the, the point I was trying to get is, you know, the, the atmosphere just in-house in the station was off. You know, I think at that fire, we ultimately sent like five guys to the hospital. Um, yeah. It was just a, a shit storm from the start. Um, it's different when you know someone's hurt or you right. know someone's sick it is night and day difference at least in my station it's way different you yeah know? um i don't know if you ever i mean i don't know if you ever um to answer brad's question i mean for me i've worked with guys who've been been hurt um, mm -hmm. severely injured you know knock on wood i I've, i haven't been on a on a, on a crew where they've lost people, but I was, you know, really good friends with, with Lieutenant Brad Clark, um, who on October of 2018, uh, was hit on 295 and he was killed. Um, the rookie whose first night it was lost his leg. Uh, he's back as a firefighter now and mm -hmm. the driver uh, hired, but I just think, man, we do what we do. The job is inherently dangerous and, we, we we talk to each other and you try to keep yourself safe. And at least for me, I mean, I'm, I'm answering it for myself. I just went, went, go, I go to work and you just know, you know, you know, it's an inherently dangerous job and you have to leave everything else back. I can't go on a call. I can't go on a fire with you and bring all this baggage. You know, the military calls it when you go down range, when you're about to deploy, 
your finances at home, your relationship, your personal life. It has to be straight at home. I can't have you down deployed and in your head not being the game that they say. And the same thing mm -hmm. with – and I mean the military, I've got plenty of buddies in the military, and they've been deployed. They've seen a lot of stuff, and I, I get it. You know, we also, we do this job for 24 hours, 48 hours off every third day for 25 years. Yeah. You know, that's seeing trauma. That's seeing death. That's seeing people dismembered, seeing things that the human eye shouldn't, shouldn't see. You know, yeah. 24 hours on, 48 off for 25 years. That's, that's a lot. And I think for me, I just, I just realized in my own mind, it's inherently dangerous. Um, when a brother or sister does get hurt, we try to learn from it and wrap our mind around it and, and uh, continue forward for them. I call it getting back on the rig and getting back on the rig of life. You know, we, we have to continue fighting hard. The, the community deserves it. Uh, our, our other teammates deserve it. And we have to, you know, I would never think, you know, we, we lost that recruit last year. Um, we got a whole class driving hard, graduated for him, man. They made challenge coins. We're never going to forget this guy. You know, they're going to do great things and he's always going to be at the, the front of their mind. But I just think in this job, you, you can't, you can't carry around all day long worried about yourself getting hurt or being oh, all day long because someone else got hurt. You, you got to pick it up, live as I'm stealing Jason Redmond's thunder, but living greatly is what I've been doing the last two years in my own life ambush is live greatly for those people, continue to drive forward, continue to be positive, continue to, to be an example, continue to do what they can no longer do anymore. Uh, you know, that's the way I look at that one. That's, that's a deep question. And, and some yeah. people, I mean, my, my buddy, Travis Howes, I mean, if you listen to his podcast, it's phenomenal. You know, what he went through is incredible, man. He at that fire, you know, digging your own brothers out of the rubble and, putting them into body bags and doing that and then going back to work. I mean, that is incredibly, you talk about post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic injury, post-traumatic disorder, whatever you want to call it is all kind of, all kind of names for that. But that is rough. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, that was a really deep question and I wish I had like a, a better response or a better answer for that. But, you know, relating that to the burnout fatigue, you know, that's something if you're already having a rough time, you know, you're, you're hitting that pivotal point of burnout and then, right. you know, God forsake something happens that, that, that is something you carry with you. And I, I don't care how, how manly you are, how, you know, how, how long you've been in there. You'll always have that thought of, you know, what, what if it was me? What if that happens to me? You know, is my family prepared for something, you know, or right. my friends prepared? and that just adds to stress and your stress is huge in fatigue and burnout. Yeah, you know, it's it's massive. And if I could say that I haven't been more stressed than I have ever been in my life over the last couple of months, I'd be a liar. Yeah, um, you've been stressed. You could just I mean, you told me, you mm -hmm. know, you've worked the hell out. Yeah, it's it, it was rough. You know, I took a like, you know, we're a private fire company and I took a, a new uh, like an executive role there. And now I'm handling township contracts and finances and I'm making budgets for the department. And, you know, we got a new fire truck coming. We're, you know, make it's, it is an absolute, I don't want to say a disaster because it's, I like to think I have control of it. Controlled chaos would be a correct, better term for it. 
Right. But, you know, I, you know, we touched base a little bit ago about the saying no. And um, right before the, the questions come in, I was going to tell you, you know, just the other day I told somebody, no, it was, Hey, you mind uh, staying over and helping with something? No, I'm no. going, I'm, I'm going home. You know, I want to go home. I want to sit down on my couch and relax and, you know, just kind of let that stress go away. And uh, probably the last couple of days I've been telling people, no. Um, some of the responses were a little bit more colorful. Uh, <laughs> that was due to their request, you know. But, you know, it's it's one of those, not to be poetic or anything, but I really do revert back on a lot of the podcasts we've had. You know, I, I really hit hard in that when you said, you know, after 25, 30 years, you want to hang that helmet up on that nail in the garage. I still live off that shit, man. I awesome. still, still go off that. And I'm finding myself, you know, even though I'm in Podunk, Ohio, almost in the middle of nowhere, whether it's calls, personal life, the business aspect of it, the politics, the contracts, the townships, whatever it is, I'm getting burnt out. And damn it, I, wanna, I want to be that old guy in 30, 40 years that walks into the fire station and tells yeah. them to be done, drink the coffee and, you know, make a mess that they clean up. And then I leave. I yeah. want to be. And if I keep going the route I'm going or work was going, I'm not going to be that guy. No, you're, you're not. And for guys like you and for guys like Ben and for, you know, a bunch of other firefighters who I know who are really young into their careers, you know, under 15 years, you got a long ways to go and your kids aren't even grown yet. And man, your stress level starts to get worse when your kid gets eight, nine, 10, 11. You know, you're trying to go 24 hours. You're trying to make it to softball practice. You're missing softball games. One of your child gets injury. So it's so important for you now to, to set those boundaries. I call them, you know, they're, I don't call them anything. They're, they're called boundaries. You know, mm -hmm. Set those boundaries with people, with your job, with, with the fire service, with your spouse. You know, there's boundaries that I'm going to keep myself straight because you're right. If you stay on that track at your age with 12 years on a job, by the time you get to 25, your helmet's going to hang on that nail, but you're going to be a mental, emotional, spiritual, physical wreck, you know? Mm -hmm. And you want to be able to look at that helmet and feel pride and feel healthy and feel good and feel like honor, not sad, depressed, and, and just you've missed everything. You've let fatigue and, and just the stress of this job ruin your whole entire, your entire life. You know, a couple of things, too, is some other signs and symptoms. Um, if anybody has anything, you know, ask or give us some signs and symptoms. But another sign is you're always exhausted even when you're fully rested. Mm -hmm. That's what I noticed. I was at a busy dual house one time, um, engine nine, uh, engine nine, truck nine. It's a dual house. It's a pretty busy area. Um, it, I, I found myself, even when I was rested, I was constantly tired. I would wake up, man. Yeah. I'm a high dude. I would wake up, like wake up on a Sunday, and my first thought was, I can't wait to go back to bed tonight. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's crazy as shit. I just slept for eight hours, and I'm waiting to like, wake up. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to bed tonight. Yep. That's, that's a sign, man, um, that I didn't address. But you know, something like nightmares, you know, you know, being exhausted constantly, difficulty sleeping. You know, yeah. Big time, too, is lost in interest of things you used to love to do because you're too damn tired to feel like doing them. Um, yeah. That's a lot of signs of burnout and, and, and uh, fatigue is just you don't want to do nothing anymore. You come home, and then yeah. what happens? 
You know what yeah. happens? Girlfriend, that, boyfriend gets pissed off, not doing anything anymore. That's yeah, that's one for me in the podcast. You know, I was hitting the podcast hard, and then I start taking on all this extra shit. And the something I loved doing was getting on and just rambling for 35, 40 minutes. It, it came to a stop because I was too busy trying to do whatever needed done, whether work-related or home-related, and then sleep, you know? But that, and, but that's the beauty of this right now, man. If I, I wish at the 12-year mark, at 30 years old, I had had, and maybe – the fire service wasn't where it is with mental health and well-being where it is now, but you're on the path. You're going to remember the nail on the wall. You're going to continue to spread that to the younger guys. Cause then you're going to blink your eye. You're going to be 20 years on the job. You're almost 15 now. Mm -hmm. So but the beauty of all this is of us talking about this, you, you're going to go through this and, and talk about the symptoms, talk about the signs, recognize it in guys and gals that you work with on your shifts. And, I, and you're going to be okay because we're talking about it now and it's becoming more, you know, normal, normal to talk about. Yeah. My first five years in Virginia beach, you know, 2002 through seven, before I got here, I don't think anybody even talked about mental health or sleep or it was mm -hmm. always nothing like, I mean, I don't even know that was even mentioned. Yeah. So you're on a good track, man, to, to take care of yourself and to take care of, um, you know, Jason Redman says it all the time, and I've been guilty of this before coming the, joining the Overcome Army. The Overcome Army, man, changed, and I hate to give it a shout out already, but it, it changed my whole life. But you got to take care of yourself physically, too. If you just do something, I don't care what you do. Like today, I posted uh, Instagram, me and my little 12 pound dog going for a walk. You know, mm -hmm. I can't do much here, but me and him can go for a walk every day and we do it. He goes out in the woods and he sniffs around and I walk with him and I talk to him and you got to keep your body moving. If you, if you don't, you're going to pay the price, especially with this type of job and for your, and for your stress level, man. If you just come home, start drinking beers, unfortunately like smoking cigars and eating Doritos and not doing anything, this is going to be hard on you. Yeah. Um, very, very hard when you add repeated trauma, a body that's not in motion, a mind that's not in motion, bad relationships, some financial problems, some injuries. It's a recipe for a shit sandwich, dude. I mean, it's a fucking disaster waiting to happen, man. But if you just – everybody thinks they got to work out for two and a half hours a day. You don't. Just go for a walk. Go for mm -hmm. a light jog. Throw some weights around. Find something where you do a workout for 20 minutes. Everybody always tells me, I don't have time to work out. Well, you, you've got five minutes to go do something. But yeah, that's like uh, earlier, the guy that said, uh, the gentleman that said, you know, he ran 20 calls, you know, in his comments still made time to, you know, yeah. be, and that's, 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 that says something. You, you got to make that time. Yeah. You know? And uh, speaking of which, not to cut you off, we got a whole bunch of comments here. I don't want to get too far behind. Oh, Brad, thank you guys. I appreciate the hard work and dedication. I know mine is better because of Chesterfield Fire and EMS. Uh, real quick shout out to, to Debbie. He's our Faces of Heroes. Um, if you're watching this, go over there, give him a follow. He's, um, I had him on a podcast. Uh, Kenny, you're very familiar with him. Oh, yeah. um, great guy. Um, very, I mean, and I don't, I don't say this to bullshit or nothing. I, I try to be as blunt and real as possible, but probably the most inspirational person I've met. And when I had him on my podcast, there was a lot of, I, I didn't have responses for, you know, the stuff he had faced and, you know, that's another part of this stuff is, you know, I'm sitting here bitching about my burnout fatigue 
you know, when some of us do face more challenges through life than some of us will ever comprehend. Yeah, I mean, but Brad lost both legs mm-hmm. out of the highway, and him and I, him and I were talking on the phone the other day. And here's perspective: you know, he's asking how my shoulder was, and I was kind of bitching about my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And here's a man who's lost both his legs, pretty much telling me, "Guess what? Keep driving forward. What else are you gonna do?" You know, that's deep. You know, so yeah, he's got an amazing story. He's he's a powerhouse up here as far as talking to recruits about highway safety. Mm-hmm doing presentations he's extremely active in richmond and here in chesterfield but yeah he's uh he, he's got a hell of a story and it's powerful um I, I i think we need to utilize him more in my department um to talk to every i think every single recruit should hear his story in this whole fucking area around here chesterfield hanover henrico richmond hopewell port i don't know everybody should hear his story and talk you know you know, he went on, he was on the side of the road being a police officer one minute and next minute his whole life changes. But the dude is just as positive, And I, I guess maybe he's still on here. I'm not kissing his ass. He's just as positive and just as motivating and continues to push hard for first responders. He could easily just go do whatever. You know, he, mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't have to do what he does for the fire department. He doesn't have to push hard for mental health and for firefighter safety and, 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 and you know, highway safety, but he does. So, yeah, he's he's a heck of a dude, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, if you have a chance, you know, if, once you get out of here, you know, go go give him a follow. Uh, that's Faces of Heroes, um, you know, on Instagram. Like so I follow him. Um, you're looking for inspiration, man. That's that's it's a place. And most importantly, folks, I mean, whoever watches this in the, in in a couple of days, if a person like Brad, get with your chief and invite Brad to your department. That's what we need. It's more than, you know, me and you, you and I know it's more than just us give you know, give him a follow, but also go talk to your chief about him. Give mm-hmm. him a department, tell your battalion chief and, you know, whatever fire department, whatever police department, you know, you know, whatever you, you do, you know, state police, have him come to your department and talk. Um, do that kind of a follow too. you know, reach out and say, Hey, you know, would you be interested in coming to wherever to, to speak? And he would probably pack up and roll. Um, mm-hmm. But had to do too for guys like him. And that's what Travis Howes does. Travis Howes rides or goes around and speaks to everybody now, man. He firefighter uh, wives, husbands, spouses. Because it's, it's just not us in this. It's it's just like this burnout. When you come home exhausted and tired, your your kids, your girl, they all are affected by this. Mm-hmm just not me and you who come home tired. It's everybody around you. Jason Redman refers to, you've heard it, you read the book, you know, life ambushes, it's an X. And when you're on that X, it's a bad place to be. And your job is to get off of it as quick as you can. Well, you're not on the X by yourself. You're on the X with your wife, with your husband, with your mom, with your dad, with your friends. People are on that X with you, basically, but because of your hardship, maybe your attitude, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe what you've caused in life, you, you've caused a financial disruption, you've caused a divorce, you've caused a setback, you've caused a car wreck, you've got a DUI. Your ex is not just affecting you. It's affecting more than you. That's why it's so quick. That's why it's so important to get off of that ex, whether it's mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, physically. You gotta get off of it. Same thing with this same thing with this burnout and this fatigue, man. When you, when you get it, and you're gonna get it, you gotta find a way, and we'll talk about solutions hopefully in a minute, but you'll 
you got to find a way to work through it because I don't think there's any way to do this job for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. There's no way to do a job as a firefighter and to not have stress, to not have a little bit of post-traumatic. Um, I don't like, I don't like to say disorder. I like to say it's like, like for me, um, I, I'm blessed, knock on wood. If anything, I have hypervigilance. Mm -hmm. I talk, talk about it a lot. Um, I've done very well with the calls that I have gone on with people being now. Yeah. I pass a tree and it'll run through my mind. Um, seeing that person gasping for their last breath, but I've done pretty well, um, with my, with my trauma. Now I'm hypervigilance, meaning if I, when Carl used to ride a bike, I, I would get kind of up and, and look where she's at when she gets into the ocean, because in Virginia beach, uh, we pulled a many of people out of the ocean, including children um, that had passed. So my hypervigilance is, is pretty rough and I have a pretty good startle. I'm, I'm startled pretty quickly. Somebody comes behind me and goes, ah! you know, I'll, I'll freaking, the, yeah. the, guy, the guys love it in the station, come behind me and smack the hand real, and I, I jump out of my fucking seat. Um, <laughs> so, but besides that, man, it's been my personal life that that's, that's dominated, you know, my struggles when, mm. when you know, going through the death of, of, of Jessica and, and when Tom Showalter took his life in, in 2020 after, you know, meeting me, that that's where all this is from, man. That's, that, that's why you know, I'm doing what I'm doing is because of my personal life. I, I took such a hit with things happening. Um, you know, and you just have to take care of yourself and you have to realize, I don't think anybody gets out of this without something. I just don't. Maybe somebody will comment and say that, that they're, they did 30 years and they're fine. I don't believe it. You know, you're either sleep deprived, you're either injured, you have some post-traumatic injury, um, which I hope we turn out around some post-traumatic growth. Um, you, you have hypervigilance. You're very, like, I'm very structured, um, you know, because of this job. But I don't think anybody gets out of this unscathed you just have to find ways to to work around it and everybody wants to say and i'm kind of going back and forth on this but they're like the best thing to do is get counseling and therapy and yeah that's true but a good buddy of mine in the overcome army his name is ozzy martinez he's another good guy to follow he's a combat veteran the dude has been there done that i mean he's one of the coaches in the overcome army he does one-on-one -on -one coaching um i can't remember his thing right now but it's ozzy martinez something you can find them but my whole point is he, he talks about you know not letting uh, you know part-time people uh, occupy full-time space in your head you know he, he talks a lot about that part of 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 dealing with i guess i guess life in general mm -hmm. and the job you know, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was going to tell you something else about Ozzy, and I totally forgot. What, what was I saying before that? You were kind of, hold on, you were kind of, um, you were talking about how, like, on the Overcome Army, um, and, and I think you were, we were kind of leaning towards the, um, oh, crap, because it came back to this comment. Now, you got me off my train of thought, man. Oh, I, <laughs> there we go. I don't know. Yeah, now you got me off my train of thought. Plus, kind of froze there for a second. But anyway, what was I going with it, man? I just I had so many things to say. But anyway, uh, Ozzy is also a coach in the Overcome Army mm -hmm. with 
with with me. He was a coach well before me. Um, he went to an Overcome Academy that Jason Redmond and those guys set up, and he was one of the first ones to go. But I guess my point being, you know, he he talks about things, and he puts a lot of things into perspective as far as inner circle, as far as letting people into your life, because all that goes into into fatigue, man. Your inner circle can fatigue you to death, you know. Oh. I mean, you, you got you got the wrong energy around you. It can drive you absolutely nuts. I know what I was going to say. Here we go. Thank goodness. I'm God. Thank God I'm smart. Um, me and Ozzy were talking, and he was like, you know, the thing about the firefighters, you know, you guys, what's the answer? You know, you guys go to therapy, and then the very, and then you go right back to it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I never thought about that before. So I've got a traumatic call. I go on a call. I see an infant, which I've seen, an, an infant dead, um, ejected from a vehicle. Um, the baby was still in the car seat. It, it, it still, think about it. Um, I didn't do anything about it. But you go talk to someone about that. You get some counseling, get some therapy. And then what? You, you got to go back to work in three days. Yeah. Uh, unless you take, unless you're off on administrative leave, which you really can't be because that's going to go down the road of retiring you over mental health issues and disability. So what is the fix for us? And Ozzy and I were talking about it. Like, cause you just can't like a capital one, capital one. <laughs> there it is. Have they but, sent that yet? Damn it. I got to use, okay. It's state farm. You, know, <laughs> you, you just can't, you walk into your boss's office at state farm and say, you're having some mental health issues. You go get therapy. Um, maybe that problem is not going to happen again. But mm-hmm. with the problem that got you in therapy is going to happen again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it could happen the, the next shift. Yeah, you're going to see the car. You're going to see the car. I was working with a guy a few months ago. You know, he ran a bad call. Him and I were talking about it. He went to counseling. He ran almost the same thing the damn same day. Yeah, that's... You know, so me and Ozzy were talking about it. You know, what is the... And I hope him and I get to talk more about it. Like, what, what, is, what is the solution for firemen, you know, and police officers? We don't get a chance to go to therapy, go to counseling, um, talk to somebody. And then what? Only thing you can do is what we've been saying. You have tools. Mm-hmm. You have things to work on. So when that comes back up again, you're okay. Because I can tell you, I've had three life ambushes since joining the Overcome Army. Um and I've handled them all different now that I've been able to get myself over the X, use some of Jason's advice, you know, depending on peak performance, talk about leadership, talking about getting off of the X and tools. And I, I handled life differently once I was equipped with some tools. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's the only thing we can do because you're going to run a bad call again soon. You know, it's just coming. And that's something, you know, we'll really hit here when we start discussing, like, solutions. Um, because I, th- I think we really hit, you know, I, I was taking notes throughout the week or whatever, I, getting ready for this one, because it's a, it's a huge topic. Yeah. Burnout fatigue is, is massive in our in our line of work. People, uh, are, people are resigning and quitting over it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, constantly. I mean, oh. we're not losing hundreds, but my department, we're losing – one or two or three a, a year that never used to happen yeah you know? and when they get in private i don't know how their exit interviews go but in private they say man i'm so freaking tired 
and I'm so wore out. I'm, I'm, I don't have weekends. I never have any Saturdays. I miss all the ball games. I've missed, and I'm just tired. That's what they're saying. So it's a huge topic. It's huge, but it, it's no, it's no. You're, you're not going to slow down. I tell everybody, your fire department is going to. Your your slowest day was yesterday. You know, the, the, the population's getting older, more people coming into it. That mm-hmm. uh, There is no real, you just got to know what you're getting into and try to have some healthy outlets along the way, far as solutions go. What, what, what's your, what's hmm? that? What'd you say? I said, well, yeah, we can start hitting solutions. Um, yeah, what, what, are some, what, what do you use when you, I mean, is anybody, uh, oh, man, what do you use as far as being burnout? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the comments here. Trying to get cut up. Uh, Virginia Beach. I'm on in VA2 Nova area. Not, I'm not familiar, but down there. Uh, let's see what else we got. Maniac training. Oh, Ryan's on here. Nice shirt. Nice. Got nice. Got, got the plug for the day. Maniac training. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's nice. Let's see. Tell you, firefighters like three things, man: t-shirts, stickers, and coffee. <laughs> it's weird. It's not even a coincidence. I I wear. I always try to wear like, uh, you know, like shirts. You know, like Ryan's and Crew First and uh, Smoke Showing Apparel. You know, try to support. You know, my friends and all that stuff. I wear them almost every day. I think my girlfriend hates them, but I'm I wear the same them. way. I've gotten to the point where if it's first responder, police officer. Uh, military or their family members, a small business, I'm wearing it. I'm done going to JC Penney's and crap like that. I'm going to wear my own stuff or somebody who has a small business, something like that. But so, yeah, solutions. When you felt your worst, um, what did you do? Uh, I, I'm going to go off of uh, probably this just this most recent um, experience. Um, you know, I, I really started like I said earlier, saying no, you know, once I really started noticing the burnout when I was starting to get towards the end of the private EMS adventure, um, the like essentially just dying at work, you know, I would, anytime you had any glimpse of downtime, you were sleeping and it was coming back from like Columbus, which for us is like a two hour transport one way. And, yeah. We had uh, we had literally been up. This is the first time I spent 20, I think it was like 21 and a half hours in a med unit. So we're going down to Columbus from essentially like the Cleveland area. So like two, two and a half hours. And uh, I was in the back with the patient on the way down. And then we swap and then I drive back kind of thing. And uh, my partner that drove down there got in the back, took a nap. And... Uh, what hit me, and again, we won't say the company, um, is when I woke up in the emergency lane, essentially, driving an ambulance at 70, 80 mile an hour. Whoa. That's when it hit me. I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And up until probably one of my last days there, the dispatch called, and we had been getting just destroyed. I mean, just rocked all day. And it was... Uh, some trip like four four thirty in the morning calls me hey you're not answering your radio well i'm dead i'm sleeping i'm not gonna hear it and 
I got this trip and he, I, it was a light switch, Kenny. It was just a light switch. I, I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it anymore. Find another crew. There's other crews. You know, I'm not abandoning this patient. There's, there's other crews that are available. I'm not doing it. And since then, that, that's, it's no. If I'm tired or I don't think I can mentally handle it or physically handle it, it's a no. And I found myself recognizing the burnout and fatigue. That, that was, that's first step. You know, once you recognize it, you know, I found myself coming home and, you know, I have my kids every other weekend, like, you know, and realizing I only get them every other weekend and every little thing is pissing me off. And now I'm being a dick to them. Right. They're eight, seven, two, four, you know, they, they don't know any better. Now all they know is dad comes home from work and he's, he's mean and he's angry and, Right. You know, I don't want at any point my kids to think my attitude is their fault. And that's when it really hit me. I'm like, man, I'm burnt out. And that's when I reached out to you and was like, we got to talk about this. This yeah. is what I'm experiencing. And the fatigue of just, I would come home after a 24 and lay in bed and, and I'm done. Don't, don't talk to me for like 10 hours. And I don't usually sleep that long. But the first step for me was just saying I'm burnt out and fatigued. You know, some people are like, oh, yeah, I got a lot on my plate or I'm stressed or whatever. You have to sit down and look at yourself and tell yourself, I can't do this. It's okay that you can't do it. It's fine. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you recognize you're burned out. Recognize your fatigue before it's too late. You know, I don't, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to be mean to my kids. I don't want to be mean to my family. I don't want to be mean to my friends. Because I'm pissed off at my choices at work by running all these calls. But that's what I was doing. So recognizing it is huge was huge for me. And then just taking the first steps. It's, it's okay. You can be somewhat selfish. You got to take time for yourself. You know, as dumb as it sounds, you know, my girlfriend bought me a, a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. I don't really play video games. But I kind of recognized what she was doing. Yeah, it was. Why don't you just go sit down, relax, right? Video. And I'm like, I don't do that shit. What do you know? I got things to do. And one night, I'm like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna go sit down and play video games. I played video games for like three, four hours. Yeah. And I was relaxed. At no point was I like, man, I got, you know, the engine's still out of service because of this. You know, we got tank problems, pump problems with that. We got, you know, staffing problems. I didn't give a shit about any of that. And that's that's what's been huge for me. Just yeah. steps. I, I think, too, a couple of things work for me. Um, and I hope some people can use some of the things we mentioned. But <clears throat> you've also, and it's hard for us in the fire service to have friends who aren't firefighters, friends who aren't cops. <laughs> You've got to have a few friends in your back pocket that don't do what we do. Because mm -hmm. when you sometimes when you get out with them, it turns into a shop talk. It turns into reliving call after call. Everybody's trumping each other. Well, I ran a fire. Well, I ran a two alarm fire. My fire was five thousand people. You know, so if you got a couple of friends that aren't in the fire service and police, that that that's good too to completely. And everybody always says, you know before the overcome army. Well, I don't, I don't relate to anybody else, you know, and I do understand that because me hanging out with a principal, uh, it's not the same as me hanging out with you. You know, mm -hmm. I completely get it. Um, 
But sometimes hanging out with that principal or that person that does lawn care, doesn't do this job, that's not going to talk about shop all day is good as well. And something else that I did, <clears throat> they used to call me trade time Kenny because I love trade time. And I'll tell you what you can do and what worked for me. If you work a Friday night, so you're on Friday and you're off Saturday and you're off Sunday and you're back Monday. If you can find a trade to take that, ha that back half off Friday at 8 o'clock p.m., uh, you can get a trade. Somebody comes in and works for you. And then you work for them in a couple of weeks. I don't know what you want to do. But sometimes when you take that Friday night off, that gives you a Friday night. That gives you a full Friday night. You wake up in your own bed Saturday morning. You wake up in your own bed Sunday morning. And you go back to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. And that magic for me was using that trade time. to to. And then during the day, you know, as you're getting beat down running calls, you're working out, you know you're getting off in a few hours. And it kind of feels good. You know, you know, you're going to have dinner at the station, clean up and then and then roll out. But if anybody here works 24 hours on and 48 off, I'd like for you to try to take the back half here and there. Even if you have nothing to do. Some people are like, I ain't got anything to do. I don't give a No, who cares? Go home and sit on your own chair and look at TV or something or go for a walk, go to the movies. But try taking off that back half of that shift and give yourself a full three nights in your own bed. And then everybody says, well, you know, I don't want to go home now. I'm already halfway through the shift. Well, who cares? Yeah. That's the part we're saying, doing it for yourself. Who cares you're halfway through the shift? You're still going to wake up tomorrow in your own bed. You're going to wake up Saturday. You're going to wake up Sunday. And it's going to give you actually three full nights. Because 2448 sometimes are a beast. Um, I like them better than some schedules. But you work 24 hours. You get off on B-shift morning. You know, you don't get home till 10 a.m. You don't get moving till noon. You don't get where you're going till 2. And then you're off the next day. But then that's the next night before you go back to work. So you never really get a full weekend. Yeah. Um, and then unplugging. You have to unplug sometimes mm -hmm. um, with that burnout. And it's harder than hell now with social media. And, you know, I started a little business. You got a podcast. We, we both work. But you got to unplug sometimes, like completely. There are times, and people ask me, how do you do that? I'm like, well, sometimes I'll leave my phone right here, and either Candace or Carly will take their phone with them, and mm -hmm. I, won't, I won't have a phone with me. I won't have one. So mm -hmm. I won't feel the need to check Instagram real quick or respond to somebody real quick. So unplugging is, is awesome, too, for helping with your burnout and helping with your fatigue. You stay on that track, but you never say no. You never do anything for yourself. You never – work out you also never take any time off you're going to be in a continued cycle mm -hmm. it's, going to, it's going to get worse and worse it's never going to get any uh, let's see here brad said uh, i've been keeping a daily journal of my emotions and look back on how i handled it which builds me up to handle my emotions and to be there in a positive manner i'm always accepting help uh, you know that's another solution you know I, I know a lot of people that have said you know write a journal down i'm not much of a, a writer yeah uh, I've been trying to write uh, some articles for like fire engineering and I find myself um, it's been taking months. I'm not, I'm just not a writer. It's just not who I am. Um, that's more of like a bucket list thing I want to do. Uh, but if you're a writer and that's something that works for you, absolutely. I know people that do that. They yeah. keep a, almost a daily log of, you know, the shit they face and they go through and how they handle it. Um, if that works for you. Awesome. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty big, um, I don't write every single day, but I'm a pretty big writer. And 
um, I actually journaled my first six years on the job. So I can go right now into that, that space over there and mm -hmm. break out a red book that will have dates, won't have any names of victims or anything, but I have every call that I ran in Virginia Beach with the exception of about a week or so or two. I was going to, I was going to do it my whole career. Well, I, it dropped off for two years and I picked it back up again. I'm kind of doing it again. Um, but I like, I do like to write, but I don't journal every day either. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, what Brad does is, is is perfect. I mean, that's that's a good uh, it's a good way to decompress. Whatever works for you. I mean, you got to find some way that works for you. And unfortunately, as much as I like smoking cigars and and drinking a beer here and there, it always can't be that either. You know, yeah. it it can't be getting tanked, um, and getting completely ass hammered, and you know, something we do something we don't quite do right in this profession is we always want to take somebody who's feeling bad out for drinks. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. But it's not always the best thing to do. Somebody who's depressed mm -hmm. or burnt out or tired, you know, or having um, some, some anxiety, depression, you know, they're seeing a counselor. It's not always great to take them out to drink a 12 pack of beer and then drop them doorstep alone by themselves with their own thoughts. So, Oh, go to the fire is, is what it could be. Right. It, it definitely can be making things a lot worse, especially if they live alone or if alcohol is already a problem. Cause I, you know, no names involved, but I, I've just went through an issue about six months ago with a guy who I didn't know was even a drinker. Um, well, come to find out he would make some mixed drinks or two when we got together and talked about, yeah. he was just kind of unwinding. Well, his, uh, problem was alcohol mm -hmm. and, was making everything worse. So that's something you got to think about too, you know, is just what you're doing with your body when you're getting off shift or, or getting off, whether, what is it, a nurse, firefighter, police officer. I mean, it's all about awareness and doing something like you just mentioned, you just said it, recognizing and doing something about it. You know, I, I use the acronym HELP, you know, mm -hmm. and my L is launch. You got to do something when something goes wrong, something happens, you know, we're, we're quick to fix our shoulders when things go wrong. We're quick to take a Tylenol with a headache. You know, we're quick to go to the doctor with the flu, but we're stubborn as shit when it comes to working on our depression, working on, you know, not fatigue. We're just, I guess it's just how firefighters are. I don't know, you know, but we're quick to do everything else, but watch out for ourselves. Um, here's another one though. As crazy as it sounds, I was more burnt out. My last job as a manager, I was working 80 to 100 hours a week, and it all came to a head when I was yelled at for going to a funeral. I threw my keys at the district manager and walked out. I mean, if that's, that's what's done, that's what needs done. Um, and like you, you literally just said, it doesn't always relate to, you know, first responders of fire and EMS. You know, it can, it can be any profession. Yes. I mean, I, I talked to, believe it or not, <clears throat> Operation Yellow Tape. A lot of my, um, a lot of my questions come from some of the family members of firefighters, and sometimes I've been getting questions from people who aren't in the fire service. It's so funny. Like, I'll be reading the question, and I'm like, "Okay, this guy must be a state trooper," and he's like, "Um, signed, you know, North Carolina uh, works for." DuPont, I don't know, but a lot of 
it, no matter what job you're in, it, it's stressful at times because people's personal lives, man, so many times our personal lives will, will knock us down, whether it's divorces, whether it's child custody battles, you know, people being sick, family being, I try to tell my daughter, you know, she's 16 now, you know, it's a very small window in life that, and you're young, so you're, you're kind of in that window. For me, I'm not anymore because all my grandparents are dead. Um, my parents are getting into their uh, late 60s. It is a very small window in your life where everybody's pretty much there and everybody's kind of healthy. You know, mm -hmm. your mom and dad are healthy. Your grandparents are still kicking. Um, you're young and, and running around. Um, nobody's, you know, when you get to be my age, you could be 47 years old. You know, every week you hear someone's dying, someone's sick, you know, high blood pressure. So I tell Carly, you know, live in the moment also will help you too sometimes with your fatigue and depression and anxiety and compassion, whatever. Because it's a small window where everything is going well. Really think about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And about 10 years from now, when you're 40, you'll notice, you know, damn, my grandparents, if, if you're still here, you know, some people's grandparents, my grandparents are all gone. My mom's parents are gone. My dad's parents are gone. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a small window and you just got to kind of off, that's off topic, but you got to live in the moment and you got to live every day and just try to choose positive, try to be happy, try to make a difference, try to make somebody smile, including yourself. Mm -hmm. We always say, I tell, I tell Carly a lot, you know, she'll leave the house. I go, all right, baby, have a good day. Um, make somebody smile at school, including yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we always talk about make somebody smile. You know, well, make yourself smile sometimes. Play some video games, unplug, do, do what feels good to you. Because this burnout and fatigue is real. Um, oh, absolutely. It, it, it's ending marriages, it's ending relationships, and it's ending lives. And I truly feel, you know, this shirt I'm wearing is, is for Tom Showalter. Um, that this whole concept came from him and he was burned out. Um, he was tired. He was fatigued. Um, he had run some bad calls. And on April 28th of 2020, um, 17 days after eating lunch with me, he, he took his own life. Mm -hmm. And it set, it set me on this. I was six months before getting into the Overcome Army, so I didn't do well with it. But one thing I did do well, I was sitting there and – People were talking about the same things, man, in 2020. They were burnt out. They were tired. You know, COVID was just getting, you know, going. Um, and they were talking about there's no one to talk to. There's nobody here. We don't have anybody. And it just came to my mind, you know, there's too many of us to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And even now, you know, like us, you and I right now talking about fatigue and symptoms, not only are we helping each other, balancing things off of our own self, but somebody might get something from this. Somebody might see something from this. So, Mm -hmm. we're never alone as we think we are. Uh, we're, we're just not. But when you get deep into your own head and, and depressed, you feel like you're, you're completely alone, but you know, but you're not. So, so when you get that shirt, man, I mean, I, I know it's funny and all to print your shirts, but the shirt, uh, when you get it, the front says this, the back is what you always hear me say. Um, there are too many of us to ever feel alone. Um, it just means a lot to me. And I think, I think on his, I think on April 28th of 20 of this year, um, the day, you know, that, that happened, I think I'm just going to do a big blitz mm -hmm. and just send some of them out to people, you know, and try to keep his name alive. But what I'm struggling with is, do you do 
do I do? And maybe, maybe some of our viewers can help me on this. You know, Tom um, lost his battle with mental health um, on April 28th of 2020. So do we remember him that day or do we remember him on his birthday? You know, most people pick like the 9-11, you know, the tragedy day, the day that the badness happened. Like in a couple of months, in a couple of days from now, it's, it's Jessica's birthday is March 1st. Yeah. Well, Carly and I used to go out, well, we still do, but she died on March 28th. So that used to be the big day that we we would really talk about it, but do you shift it? Do, do you shift it to their birthday or do you on, on April 28th of this year, do I have a big blitz? And I, I say, you know, $4 and nine, $4 and 28 cents. We're selling these shirts. I've already got a deal um, going on here with a counselor. And um, most people get to 10 counseling sessions. I know we're way off target, but most people get to 10 counseling sessions mm -hmm. and once their insurance stops, they never go back. So they never go back. So mm -hmm. my, I want to sell some of these t-shirts and touch base with that counselor and say, Hey, who's on your radar who did their 10 counseling sessions with their insurance and didn't come back mm -hmm. here. Here's this amount of money, get them in here. Operation yellow taste paying for it and going like that. And we're also doing some cornhole tournaments and some things like that for people who just aren't getting the counseling and the physical therapy and things that they need to do. So, but what I'm struggling with is what day do I remember him? You know, is it, is it, is it Tom's birthday? Um, you know, or is it the day that Tom lost his battle with mental health? And that, that's a struggle because it's 50, 50 with everybody. Everybody's telling me, no, nah, man, April 28th of 2020 is the day that he lost his battle. And it's the day you picked up, and you picked it up and you continue going forward. So that's the day. Yeah, so. I, I can see that. And uh, Ryan commented on here, uh, you know, shifting to the birthday is a great idea. Um, and it is, you know, you're celebrating that person. Uh, I'm a huge believer in the, the celebration of life. Yeah. That's always been my outlook. Um, I've attended a lot of uh, funerals that, you know, are more defined as a celebration of life. Um, I really like the... Uh, the, the birthday, someone just commented on here, why not every day? Um, yeah. Good one. That's, yeah. But, but you know, m my thing is I want to sell the shirt for the day. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I, I personally, I think. I want to raise some proceeds to go towards um, mental health on whatever day that I pick. I mean, I do talk about, I mean, yeah, whoever said that, I can't see comments, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, every day. You know, I mean, right here, I mean, I'm not going to show his picture, but, you know, picture of him right here every day in front of my face. But I guess what I'm struggling with is what day do I pick to launch these things I'm going to do? Because I'm going to do cornhole tournaments. I'm going to do um, get togethers, um, invite people down, including yourself, meet people halfway. Um, we got some guys coming in to do some cigar stuff. Um, I'm going to get with Jason. Hopefully he's going to come up and books, but. You know, for some reason, that April 28th day sticks in my head because that was such a powerful day, the day that he did that. And I think to myself, but it's such a sad day, too, you know. So, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It'll come to me. I think that's one of those, you know, it was a devastating. Uh, it's, a, it's always going to be a, a tragic date. You're always going to have that. But I think, I don't like using the term taking an opportunity of, but you're taking an opportunity to 
not only celebrate that person's life and what they they did throughout their life, but raising awareness, you know, if this incident can change the outcome of another one. Yeah. I think that is essentially the whole purpose of it, you know. Oh, it, it, it is, and that's why April 28th is so powerful to me because that's the day that he took his life. And if, if that day is is powerful and if we can prevent one person from doing that again and one person from thinking that that's their last resort um you know it's heartbreaking to think that people you know think that's all that's it you know they don't have anything else but you know th there is science there's proven science behind um repeated trauma changes to brain kind of like cte mm -hmm. um and concussions there's there's some there's some science out there that just that our brains change uh, with repeated trauma over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, so him dealing with what he dealt with compared to the guy from state farm dealing with what they're dealing with, um, you know, Tom lost his battle quicker. We lose our battles quicker than mm -hmm. the, as you can tell. I mean, we, we take our life in this job more than, you know, a lot of duty. So, I don't know, man. So wear that shirt proud, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to send it to you. I'm, you're the first person to get it, dude. I appreciate it. You know, it means a lot to me, and uh, I'm very thankful for it. Um, let's see here. Uh, I kind of want to go back here just a little bit, uh, scroll through some of these comments. Just I know you can't see them, but there is amazing conversation going on in here. I mean, a lot. Um, a lot of our viewers are reaching out to our other viewers. Nice. Um, I mean, you got to see this. There's a lot. Uh, I got two things, and then we'll touch on them real quick. Um, I got to scroll back. Like I said, there's a lot on here. Damn, what? Like, I'm still scrolling. Still scrolling here. Uh, so Ryan mentioned a, a little bit ago, he stated uh, back on, like, our solutions when we were discussing, um, he stated, we fix other people's issues. Therefore, we don't feel like we need the help, our, like, ourselves. Um which is huge. That's, that's that mentality we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, man, there's so much discussion going on in here. That's what I want. I don't care if we have, you and I know we don't do this for viewers. We don't do this for, I, it doesn't matter. It's if these people can connect to each other and someone can contact Ryan, somebody can contact Brad, somebody can contact Ben, mm -hmm. somebody can contact Manio underscore, you know, whatever, man, just, just complete the circle, reach out to each other, make connections here. And you've got a brand new inner circle. And the last time we got together, Scott Holder was on here and um, he didn't have an, he said, I don't remember that. And he said, I don't yeah. have an inner circle. Yeah. He said, go fucking make one with the people on this page now because the people on this page are on this page, not because they're shopping on Amazon. They're here to give tips. And the folks well, on this page watching are, they know more than me and you put together they're they're doing it you know right people Love. people following other people on here i mean the, this the discussion is awesome uh where's another one ryan over at maniac said yo have kenny give me a shout tomorrow i have an experience i'll share with him might help him decide you can give him my number uh oh, yeah let's see here like i said there's just so much conversation i appreciate everybody commenting on here it's the way it's on my end it's scrolling through and i can't really keep up and it kind of cuts off some of the thing but uh, Brad Hughes is in there plugging away, reaching out to people. Uh, it's funny you said that, you know, we talked about if you don't have that inner circle, make one. And it is um, 
it's happening. It's happening right now. You know, people are sharing their experiences. They're reaching out there, getting advice and tips. You know, like you said, whether it's from, you know, you or I, they're, they're finding people and, you know, they're following. And this is where I'm going to get, get on my pedestal for a minute. Cause that, that was, man, that's like the whole purpose of what I wanted to do with my podcast. I never wanted it to be, um, you know, self-centered. I never wanted it to be just promote myself, my ideas. I always wanted other people. That's why I hate doing like single podcasts, but just myself. I like having people like yourself and Ryan and, and Brad and all them come on. And this is what I've always dreamed of. I mean, the conversations that's taking place in the comments is, is amazing. And this is how we make change. And this is how somebody gets off this live and watches it tomorrow and connects with one of these folks. And I'm going to go through when you post it, I'm going to go through and connect with people. I just can't. My comment stopped at um, still drilled and worked out. So an hour ago, um, an hour ago, mm -hmm. mine stopped. But you're right. It's not about self-glory and followers. To me, it's can we just make, can, can we get through this career? Everybody, on, whether you're in the fire service or not, whatever your hat is that you wear, whether you're a bus driver, whether you're a firefighter, whether you're retired, Leo, whether you work in a factory, whether you're an EMS, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a doctor, one day your hat that you wear goes on a nail, helmet or not, mm -hmm. and you want to want to be healthy. So, man, that makes me really happy to hear all the conversation happening because that's what we want is to generate fire, generate change, generate conversation, generate people connecting the inner circle. You know, your inner circle, man, it, it's so powerful your life. I didn't realize how powerful it was. I, I hate to say this until 2020. I was spending my where I met Redmond and those guys and doing the same thing over and over again, respecting the same, you know, expecting different results. So that's awesome that you're seeing a bunch of different comments. Yeah, there's a, I mean, like I said, there's a lot. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, um, the live is cutting them off. So I'm getting like partial. Um, Brady said, put them down for two shirts. Um, uh, how can we take this and promote it to our youth? Oof. Okay. Uh, so the, I guess the question is, how can we take this and promote it to our youth? Uh, Brad, I'm assuming you're talking about the whole burnout fatigue or can no, you get some you, more? You, you, how you do it is what I did last week. Um, I had um, on the Overcome Army, we have a principal who's in the Overcome Army. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to me and said, hey, man. I've got a couple kids here who need to talk about some things. You want to do a Zoom with them? I said, sure. So I sat right in here, and we did a 35, 40-minute Zoom just on becoming a firefighter. Um, it was a female wanting to become a firefighter. It was a guy having some, some stuff going on. So that's how we reach our youth is we get in front of them. We contact those schools and say, hey, can, can we come to career day? Can we come to fair day? Oh, we don't do a career day. Oh, we're going to fucking create a career day then yeah. for you. Well, we don't have time in the day. Well, we're going to find time. We're going to do a summer program. How about June 12th when school is out, you tell all your parents, we're going to all meet back here in the summertime. And, do, you know, you, you just make it happen. You don't settle for we don't do it. If we want to get to our youth we and each other, we just make it happen. You know, school do, school's out in June. Well, let's plan for June 12th. Whoever shows up, shows up. If one shows up, it, it's, it's a step, you know. <clears throat> But you're right. Getting to the youth and getting to fire police early is the key to all of this, to burnout, to, to, to job satisfaction, to 
everything is reaching in the academies. You know, here in the county, we started something called Family Readiness Group. Um, we've done it twice so far. And um, it's a day that we have at a training center that the new recruit comes with their wife, husband, brother, mother. I've seen dudes come with their moms. Um, there, we have babysitting over on the side, and it's called Family Readiness Group. Mm -hmm. And I, I talk to them about peer support and um, what things they're going to see on the job. A couple of the chiefs talk about different things, but that's really a good way to reach uh, the new folks too is to catch them before the academy even starts, mm -hmm. you know, and for their families, you know, you, you got a new firefighter, he or she's going to be coming home for six months, tired as hell. And when you want to go to Williamsburg and shop on Saturday, they're studying for a test because their average is 82 and they're about to fill out of the academy. So mm -hmm. you've got to get, you've got to reach the family and friends and loved ones of us as well. You know, they have to know what we do, what we experience. What's the academy like? What are you doing at the academy? How is your schedule run? Come by the stations and see me. You know, you got to involve them in this. Mm -hmm. we, we, we've been, at least my generation of firefighter, we were always like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not telling my wife anything. I'm not telling my husband nothing about this job. I'm just going angry. I'm going to slam things around. Man, talk about it. You know, the more... He or she knows your your dad, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, your friends, your nephews. The more they know about what you do, the more they're gonna know about why you're who you are. Yeah. And it, and it'll only help you. You know, like I said, you they may not be able to. They might not do the same job or essentially be able to relate to everything within the scope of your job. But they can. Everybody can relate to emotion. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely, most okay. definitely. Let's see. I still got, man, we still got a whole bunch coming in. Uh, so many of our youth have committed suicide. Look at the students at Virginia Tech. Um, another one. Chesterfield Fire Picks would love to set up something like this for younger people like myself to join in on. Ben, we got to be the light in the dark. Put ourselves out there and be available. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and like we, we've talked throughout this, um, Oh, uh, the majority. Okay, uh, the majority will never get us. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, that was one of the comments. The majority will never get us. Uh, like I, I just, you know, you're. You're not gonna. The general public. No matter how much you educate them, and this is gonna sound bad, but no matter how much you educate the general public, you go do fire prevention. You still have people that, burn down their houses. Yes. Have first aid and BLS classes. You provide the community. They still call for ambulances. So you can educate the general public. And our job for 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, they're still not going to understand it. And it's at no fault to them. You know, we can't, right. we can't blame them. They don't understand what it's like. But like I said, they can relate. Family especially can relate to our emotion. It's easy to explain. You know, I can come into the house, throw my shit down, and be pissed off. Now, granted, my girlfriend also works in EMS, so she understands it. But let's say she didn't. She understands I'm angry. She understands that I'm pissed off. The difference and the key point is, are you willing to share why you're pissed off and angry? Right. Who, uh, uh, so, all right, someone was calling me, so it kind of cuts off. Uh, it's Captain. I, I agree with them 100%. You know, 
and I think it, it aggravates some people, but I agree with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really do because I think you can educate and talk about, but you're right. If you put five of us around my fire pit out there, man, we will get each other like nobody else. You put mm -hmm. me out there with a principal, um, a, a Geico guy, you, you know what I'm talking about, you know, because we mentioned it before, only, only us who do this can really, exp and I use the, the overturned entrapment a lot because mm -hmm. for, some reason, for some reason, those calls to me, like structural fires, they have this weird smell of, we talked about it, of wood that's cut in half, um, gasoline, burnt tires. Um, uh, you can, sometimes you hear the people screaming in the vehicle, somebody's dead in a vehicle, somebody's been ejected, the, the, the crisp air. You know, you you can't explain that and make someone who works at Lowe's understand that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I believe I agree with him 100 percent. A lot of people get mad at me when I say that because I am the guy who used to always say, I don't want to go meet anybody else. They don't understand me. But one of the best things I ever did w w was when I got myself into um, the Overcome Army and started really diving deep into people who don't do what I do. Um, and it really opened my eyes up to most people have a lot of struggles. They, you said it, everyone can, ex everyone knows what emotion feels like to lo lose somebody. So, but I, unfortunately I do agree with him. Um, people don't get us and some people will never understand. And, you know, it's just, this job changes you. It changes. Absolutely, and, and his username was uh, I think it's Captain or Cap abbreviated JDW seventy six. Ben, you want to know what we go through? Join up and gear up with us. It's the greatest rush in the world, but can poison you if you aren't careful. Laps. I mean, that's, that's accurate. Um, here's another one from David. Personally, I don't share much about the job or my time in the military because people seem to just want to hear the glory stuff. I hate the what's the worst thing you have ever seen. And it's it's I'm I'm happy you made that comment because I was literally like two or three shifts ago. I think it was like a subway in our first due. We stopped in and got some food and sure as shit, you know, the kid, no blame to him. No blame to him. You know, oh, you know, you guys busy today? No, hope, hopefully we're not. And you better believe what the next question was. What's the craziest thing you've seen or done? Yeah. Do you know what I started doing? Telling them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a few months, uh, maybe a year ago now, I was having a, maybe a, a burnout fatigue day, maybe, maybe a little bit too hypersensitive, hypervigilant. Somebody asked me that question. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? I fucking told them. And let me tell you, I'm not going to tell about, talk about it right now. It, it, it stopped them in their tracks because it was absolutely horrendous what, what the worst things that you and I and everyone else has seen. So, yeah, I hate that question, and I agree with that guy. I don't – it's hard to talk about it because they want to know the war stories, and the military always gets, have you ever shot anybody? You know, I, I hate when somebody asks a person in the military, have you ever shot anybody? Mm -hmm. you know? But they're just intrigued by it. If you guys are – other people ask me, oh, man, have you ever – seen any big fires no we, we we wrestle groundhogs most days yes we've seen big fires and yes people in the military have shot people so i get i get that question too you know 
I, get, I mean, I get that statement. I understand where he's coming from. You, you don't – this job will make you want to bottle up, too. It'll make you want to self-isolate. Um, I went through that a few years where I didn't want to do anything but be by myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he comes back and he commented, you know, yeah, let me relive the worst thing that I've experienced uh, for your entertainment. Right. I got cut off. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, you have the the curious, you know, the curious kid. That'll yeah. To me, that's you know, that's a little bit different. You know, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we see some big fires, but it's the the obvious, the adults that are asking. Oh, what's the craziest thing? Dude, like, you really want to know? Like, yeah. I don't, not to be a dick, but I don't, if you work at Speedway, I don't go, what's the most gallons of gas that's ever been pumped here? I don't give <laughs> a shit, you know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. ask me that question. You know, is it different because of the profession? Sure. You know, it's different for, for the profession. But, you know, I, I like what Ben said earlier, and that's kind of been my response, you know, due to the staffing shortages. And, you know, people ask that question. We're taking applications. We'll send yeah. you. You know, it's a job of thrills. It's a job of, you know, I, I try to be as honest as possible. It's a job of thrills. You know, you have to understand when we say it's adrenaline rush or it's a thrill or the excitement, it's not, it's not people being hurt. It's not people's shit burning down. That's not what – I don't care what anyone says. It's the quick action of that call coming in, getting your gear on, jumping in a truck, to me, that's the excitement. I'm not working in a nine to five in a freaking cubicle, pushing pen and paper. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something that's different every time in theory. You know, that's the excitement. Yeah, but the excitement you run and you've trained uh, together as a crew. You, 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 you break bread together every day and this fire comes out and you kind of been like in a lull, you know, for a couple of weeks. And it's weird to say, but a good structure fire and I don't want to see anybody hurt in the fire, but a good structure fire, when you get back to that station, man, you're cleaning gear. You, you've done your job. You, you, you've worked together hard. You know, you, you've, you've forced some doors. You've done, your, you've done the job. And there's where the adrenaline comes with me is seeing that team, you know. And also, there was always something – I'm a, kind of a deep thinker, but to me, there was all – I can remember being in fires. I swear to you, man. I remember being in fires before thinking to myself, this guy with me would risk his life if something happened right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember fighting. It wasn't the main thing, a major fire. It wasn't anything like we were – it was a basic room burn. I remember, I remember doing the thing. I remember looking over at my buddy going, this is where the fucking relationship is born, right here. Mm -hmm. This is where the bond is happening. Because right now, if I fell through this floor, he's got a son at home and a daughter. He would go down coming to get me. Mm -hmm. And it's just that team environment, that mindset, that risk a lot to save a life, that always was heavy on me and meant so much that, man, I'm working with men and women who would die to save my life. We're trained to save each other. Yeah. We're trained to die for strangers. And that's deep, and that's where my adrenaline comes. Um, and I've, I've almost got 20 years, so seeing the fires now is not as exciting as it used to be. You know, it's not, you know – my heart doesn't race like it was because I've been in the front seat for a bunch of fires as an officer or whatever. But it's knowing that you, if I get in a jam, you're going to risk it all. I'm going to risk it all for you. And mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the bond that you'll never have with somebody who doesn't know what we do. So I go back 
that captain's comment. He's exactly right. You can't, you, you how do you explain that to someone? Yeah. You know, yeah, really. you know? but uh, like I said, we still, we still have a ton of comments going in, but uh, uh, I made sure I charged my phone up to a hundred percent before doing this. And uh, we're already hitting 10% on the battery. <laughs> We've been really yeah. going at it, man. Um, I say, man, we, we should pick a topic and once a month, just this mm -hmm. and sometimes just, you know what? Sometimes we'll say, let's not pick a topic. Let's just log in and, and let, let some, let some follower, let some followers, some people on here say, Hey, just start, just start bullshitting or bullshitting. Start talking. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start wrapping it up here uh, for all the comments on there. I apologize if we didn't get to your comment. Um, I know once we end this live and I post it here, we'll filter through them. Um, yeah. Kenny, I know you had quite a few um, people that were reaching out for you on this, um, a handful of them. Uh, so, Kenny, as always, you know, we, we got our, our plug time. Uh, you already gave out Capital One. Capital it sounds, One. It sounds Love. like uh, – On Depot. <laughs> Walmart. You Walmart. Like State Farm over there. You got a – let me – you got like a – you got – uh, what's that guy's from State Farm? Uh, <laughs> Jake, you got Jake standing back. Yeah, fresh CVS, baby, <laughs> Nissan, Toyota, Ford, Honda. <laughs> oh, um, uh, oh God. you know my big ones. Uh, obviously, uh, I gave it earlier. Uh, my my guy Ryan Johnson at Maniac Training. Uh, I got to text you his phone number. He wanted to reach out, talk to you about that experience. Um, Smoke Showing Apparel company i mean there's so many I, I go through this every single time we gave a good shout out to uh, brad over faces of heroes give him a follow um crew first culture is a big one also listen to them um jesus just so much i mean there's yeah. so i know you mentioned a minute ago chesterfield um fire picks and chesterfield um uh chesterfield fire picks and chesterfield fire damn i'm forgetting her name now damn it it's not coming to me Anyway, um, those young cats, dude, run around here in the county and take phenomenal pictures. So just about if you go to Chesterfield uh, Facebook um, Instagram page or Facebook page, that's their pictures. So usually at their photographs, if you follow Chesterfield County Fire EMS Instagram or Facebook page, Chesterfield Fire Picks and Chesterfield Fire, those are the guys taking them. So. Give them a little plug too, man. Follow those guys. Check their page out. They take phenomenal pictures yeah. on fire scenes, dude. I I follow them, and I I they're they're on my feet all the time. I can always get an idea how busy you guys were over the last couple of days. Definitely. Um, you've already mentioned that smoke showing is a huge one of mine, man. Primo cigars. I love those guys. Support you and I. First due to success. I always gotta give a shout out to first his success. <laughs> I sent you that tag today, man, where we first communicated December yeah, 14, yeah. 2020. I I didn't see that. Uh, I was in the store. I was doing some last minute shopping and whatnot. And I saw that, man, it's just, it's crazy. Just a, a simple short message. And here we are, you know, it's. And it, it took, it's a shame that it sometimes it takes, uh, you know, a tragedy like Tom's death to make you not want to be a keyboard hero anymore. Like you get so tired typing the words heartbreaking, mm -hmm. you know, you go and do something like this, like we're doing, we haven't, this is nothing but a conversation tonight, but I'm hoping that some of those folks connect with each other. And I can't wait to talk to Ryan and, and just, you know, this is where we fix. This is where we talk about the job and we talk about how important it is to stay physically fit mentally and physically.
talk about burnout. We talk to each other. I mean, this is the platform, man. It's, it's not by yourself drinking in a corner sad. It's right here with this inner circle you've created since 6.30 to almost two hours. Yeah. You know, <laughs> two, or this is where you, if you want to know where you create an inner circle, this is where you create it because these people care, we care, and it's just, it's, it's awesome. Oh, it is. No. Hey, ben got in here. Love to join in with you guys. Ben, I got your invite, but for some reason, uh, there's like Instagram live and then there's like Instagram like room where you have like multiple people come in and I don't, I'll be honest, Ben, I have no idea how to work that yet. Um, but I'd love to have like a, like an Instagram room yeah. come in, uh, maybe next time around. Well, I gotta, I gotta learn how to do that first. I have no idea. Uh, Brad plugged out the, uh, ads for the Chesterfield fire picks and Chesterfield fire news. So there they yeah. are. Chesterfield fire, damn it. Chesterfield fire news and Chesterfield fire picks. Um, it's all this, you know, that you can find them easily, but again, they're a bunch of young cats, man. They're in high school. They could be doing so much more bad. They could be doing some terrible stuff. They're high school guys who give a crap about our community, who take amazing pictures of our fire department, who show us. And how many times do you think a person gets through their career and have never seen themselves in action before? It's kind of neat to see yourself pulling a line yeah. through the hard. It's kind of neat to see yourself throwing a ladder or doing yeah. it. And but we appreciate them so much. I don't think they hear it enough, but I do. And a lot of people do appreciate them a lot. You know, oh. I give a my man one more time, Jason Redmond, no bad days. <laughs> I made a, everybody keeps saying, Hey, how do I get that cup? Well, it's a pale horse. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the thicker. You got to get the stick. <laughs> Upsold separately. Exactly. But no, man, hey, all joking aside, um, this was awesome, and I am honored to do this with you. And I'm really, in a weird way, man, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm so honored that you're going to be the first person to get the shirt. No one else is going to get one. Um, you'll be the first person to throw it on your back besides me. Well, and I, uh, I appreciate you, uh, your friendship, your honesty, uh, and what we're doing, because we're not going to stop. Absolutely not. And it means a lot to me, you know, like, like all of our other podcasts and lives, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it means the world to me. Uh, you know, you've become a really good friend of mine. We keep in touch almost every single day. Uh, yeah. And I look forward to it. So hopefully uh, before this thing dies, I can get this posted. Um, yep. Everybody, thank you for your comments. Thank you for your input. It's awesome. I've got to go through and read the whole conversations now. So um, again, Kenny, thank you. Until next time, my man. Yeah, man. We'll do it again. Absolutely. You take it easy. All right, everybody. Later. See ya.